This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, a podcast where I, your host, Shane Told, sit down with other lead singers to talk about what it's like to be a lead singer in the studio and, of course, on the road. Today we have a great show. I sit down with Jake Lures of August Burns Red, and we actually conducted this discussion back on the Warp Tour originally. And since then, they have had kind of a crazy huge year. I mean, the biggest news, of course, is they were nominated for a Grammy. And to be nominated for a Grammy in, you know, this scene, you know, I consider the scene that Silverstein is in and August Burns, you know, we're all kind of in the same scene, the kind of bands that would, we'd tour together, we'd play Warp Tour. So for their band to be nominated for a Grammy is is just massive, massive news. So since uh, the original interview was conducted back on Warp Tour, I gave Jake a call over the phone to have him discuss what it's like to be nominated for a Grammy. Before we get into that, though, I want to thank everybody who last week was using the Amazon uh, referral link that I provided uh, to buy some last-minute uh, Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you might celebrate uh, gifts. Uh, and if you are still... I mean, it'll be very, very last minute right now. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon ever... Um, if you don't mind just putting this link in, it'll take you right to Amazon and the show actually will get 4% of whatever you buy. So, you know, so it's not, it's, it's really is an easy way and it doesn't cost you anything at all. So all you got to do is go to leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. It'll take you right to the page. You log in and you just go from there. Um, I even did it for my own <laughs> I even did it for some of my own last minute shopping. So uh, whatever helps, you know, the show keep uh, keep its wheels turning uh, here is is awesome. So thank you for that last week. And if you can if you can do it this week again, that would also be amazing. And another way you can really help the show out is to go on iTunes and write a review for the show. And uh, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but preferably five stars. That would be great. And what that actually does is it actually helps us go up the charts um, to, you know, better chart position. And from there, more and more people will find out about the show, more people will listen, we'll be able to get better and better guests. So really, it's just a win-win. Uh, I looked on there today, we only have seven reviews. Uh, they're all five stars, which is great. But if we could get that number up tremendously, it would really, really help out. So just go over to iTunes, write a review, it'll take you like a couple minutes, and it would really, really help us out. So thank you very much. And the last thing, of course, get on Twitter, Get on Instagram, get on Facebook. We are on all of those things. They're very easy to find if you search for Lead Singer Syndrome. I won't go through the painful process of naming all the URLs, so just find us on there, please, and hit me up. Let me know what you want to see from the show. I love, I love getting your feedback, and I try to respond to everybody, so, so please hit me up. All right, so here's the conversation I had with Jake over the phone last week uh, about their Grammy nomination and about their Grammy-nominated song, Identity. Uh, I'm sorry about the audio, especially at the beginning. Uh, it was a little fucked up. It's totally my fault. <laughs> um, and afterwards, we'll get to the very in-depth discussion Jake and I had on the Warp Tour. Uh, so that's coming up. Thank you again, and I'll check in with you after. Enjoy. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic. We we did the <laughs> the first podcast interview quite a while ago now, and I wanted to catch up with you, and I really wanted to just say congratulations on the big Grammy nomination. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, things are going really well. We're on tour, finishing up our headliner, uh, and we ended in on the twentieth of uh, <clears throat> of this month. In Lancaster, so we have our, our annual Christmas show, which I, I believe is already sold out. And uh, yeah, the Grammy nomination is uh, definitely not something that we ever thought would um, would come our way. To be honest, I mean, you know, our music and our genre isn't necessarily the uh, you know the the 
Grammy type of uh, you know music. So we we were very astonished and um, you know really pretty surprised when we woke up to the the group text message saying good morning everybody uh you've all been nominated for a grammy <laughs> yeah so how did that how did that get put together was that like your label just really going to bat for you guys because i know like i just i don't i don't know i think i know any bands like any like you know close friends like you are of, of mine that have been nominated for a grammy before so it must have been was it just a total shock yeah, um, I know that, you know, labels have the opportunity of submitting their bands, uh, you know, to be voted in for a Grammy. Um, so I think that the label submitted Ghosts and uh, Identity from our new record, Found in Faraway Places. Um, but there's like, a, there's actually like a group of, um, what do you call them? What do you call them? The the people who nominate a board? Yeah, yeah, board members yeah, so, or whatever. Yeah, yeah committee, yeah. Right, so there's a committee um, who, you know, and there's, I guess, thousands of, of, of them that are uh, that have the opportunity to, you know, vote for for the bands that they think should be in that uh, um, in that place. So we, I guess, you know, that happened. I guess they, they voted for uh, Identity. And, I mean, you know, I don't really know how it all works, but, like, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> We're just lead singers, dude. <laughs> Yeah, we just get up there. Uh, do I well, ever know how anything works? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're up against uh, Slipknot, Seven Dust, Lamb of God, and Ghost. Um, how do you like your chances? Not very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, obviously going up against, you know, heavy hitters like Slipknot and, uh, you know, I feel like Seven Dust is pretty pretty big lamb of god um i don't really know much about ghosts but uh, you know i've heard that they're you know pretty popular so i i don't i don't know what our i would say our chances are pretty slim but uh just being nominated is a pretty you know um pretty big deal for us of course and, of course uh, it is you know i just feel like um that's that's enough for us you know just to even be recognized and so we're gonna we're gonna go out there to the grammys um that was my next question yeah so february 15th at the staples center los angeles california you're gonna go i mean it's gonna be a trip man that's i am jealous (laughs) that is gonna be a lot of fun um one thing that's kind of awesome about you guys is i would say like you know when i compare to you to the, the the bands i just mentioned (laughs) <laughs> you guys, right. you guys, like appearance-wise, are definitely the least metal, you know. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you, you look, you kind of. If I walked, saw you walking down the street, I'd be like, yeah, he could be a metal singer. But you know, if I saw Brent and JB, you know, <laughs> they're yeah. not exactly the metal-looking uh, people. So have you have you talked about what you're gonna wear? No. Um, <laughs> I I honestly, uh, you know, I don't I don't think it's really uh, set in. You know, for for me personally, I right. I don't think I've I've really completely absorbed the fact that we've been nominated for a Grammy. Uh, maybe if I say it five hundred more times, it will it'll catch. But um, we got time, man. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just you know, I, I mean, it's an honor, and I'm 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 definitely uh, you know excited about it. But to be honest, I'm really trying to just uh, stay focused on finishing up this tour and and these shows and. You know things like that. So I think when I get home after this tour, I'll be able to really, uh, you know, go go shopping for like a nice tux and you know, kind of plan sure. out the flights and everything else. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. So I want to talk a little bit about the song um, "Identity." Obviously, this is now. I mean, when all is said and done, this is going to be probably one of your most, if not your very most memorable songs of your career, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. Um, just based on this one thing alone, but when you guys were coming up with the song, uh, you know, coming up with the riff and, and then eventually putting the vocals and lyrics over it, did you know it was something special? Um, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite songs on the record. Um, I think the lyrics have a lot of power in them, and I think that, you know, I mean, I feel like I would I would I would have to say that all of our songs are you know um, I would say you know are structured well and we put all the effort that we could into them but this one specifically definitely has a lot of um, catch to it and it's very diverse and and the instrumentation you know what I mean like uh, yeah. you know we've got like that cool like kind of surfy board you know surfy type of uh, 
um, section in it. And then, you know, I feel like the, the, the off-time signature breakdowns are, are really catchy. Um, and then, um, you know, this record's like kind of the first where I actually kind of do pitched, you know, screams and, and yells and things. So Yeah, um, we talked a little bit know. about that in the podcast, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like it definitely has its place um, and, and will have its place after the, the Grammys, but definitely has its place on the record. You know, it's it's a uh, it's one that I know that a lot of kids really, um, you know, connect with and, and enjoy. So, yeah. And, and lyrically, you mentioned the lyrics being powerful. Um, I yep. know I know that, you know, you, you are one of the main lyricists. I know Brent and uh, Matt write some lyrics, too. Um, yep. But this was kind of Brent's baby, right? Yeah, yeah. Brent wrote the lyrics to this, and you know the process for that is is very much like um, everyone writes lyrics, and then we all kind of come together and and read over them and kind of uh, you know think to ourselves, okay, what's what's really what are some of the strongest lyrics here um, that really kind of connect with all the bandmates, and um, we feel are really uh, you know subject matters that we want to discuss or that we want to you know that we think our our listeners would really appreciate and connect with. So yeah, Brent. Brent wrote the lyrics to this one, and, and um, you know he really he really did a great job. Well, it's it's. I was reading another interview, and um, I guess it's about a gay person coming out to his family, and right. historically, you know, the metal community has not been, you know, super vocal <laughs> about gay rights. I would say, and you know, yeah. as you know, the Christian community is very divided. So yes. now, I mean, as you guys, as a metal band and a Christian band and a Christian person <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Do you do you feel like this Grammy nomination is is almost historic in that way, that it's bringing these things together on kind of a more bigger level? Yeah, I mean, I would say if we if we win this Grammy nomination, I, I think that that's definitely something that um, I would like for society to take um, from it. You know, it's not just necessarily. You know, because this Grammy nomination isn't, to me anyways, it's not really about August Burns Red. Um, it's about, like, what, the movement, you know what I mean, about the about the art of August Burns Red, but, but with the community of our music genre, you know? And so, like, um, it's really about society. It's about um, where we come from, who, who we live life with, you know, and, and it's these kids that listen to our music. I mean, you know, it's, it's these other musicians that are, that are speaking loudly about their, you know, beliefs and, or, or, you know, things that they're going through. And it's, a, it's really just an underground movement, I feel. Um, and so for us to be a Christian band to, um, you know, and then to write material about, you know, um, a man who's homosexual that comes out and his family, you know, kind of, um, you know, puts him down for it, shames him. I mean, that, that can connect with so many people on so many different levels. And really the song is about compassion you of know? Course, and, yes. and, and love and grace. And so, um, whether you want to, you know, nitpick the, the details or not, um, I would hope that people could come away with the bigger picture. Um, and as for Christians, you know, that's, that's what we're called to have, you know, we're, we're called to have grace and compassion and love. Um, for for people where they are, you know, and um, so, and then with the metal the metal uh, industry, yeah, I mean, you know, no one's no one's screaming on the top of a mountain for uh, for certain rights, but um, I think that it's it could be a little bit of a game changer uh, for the recognition of what what metal music is really producing now. You know, um, I think that you know as music grows we should start to recognize that things are evolving. And so August Burns Red is a metal band that, that you know, um, stands for this this uh, present day, you know? Um, and so the voice for metal, I think, is changing. And I think people need to recognize that, uh, especially people outside of the metal, metal scene. Absolutely. I think it's a beautiful thing you guys have done. And I really do believe that, you know, you said, you used the word game changer. And I think, you know, if you guys won, it would be such a great story. But... You know, even just being nominated alone is already a great story. So thank you so much for taking the time, um, you know, and jumping on the phone with me real quick so we could talk about that. Because it seems like, you know, doing this this podcast that we did a few months ago and not bringing this up would be, you know, it just wouldn't be right because this is such big news and, <laughs> and everything. Yeah. The song's, Thanks, not a, the song's not about Buddy from Census Fail, is it? 
No, I don't know him. <laughs> well, I just wondered because <laughs> the way Brent described it, and, and last the last last week was uh, I had Buddy on the podcast, you know, and he he came out after a long time. Um, yeah. you know, and it was involved in the scene and stuff. So I just think, um, I just think all this stuff is really, really cool. And I love that you guys are, uh, are not scared because I think a lot of Christian artists and metal artists would be scared to, to go down that road. And even if they did write this song, admit what it's about. So right. I, I really, really, uh, uh, I'm proud of you guys and I'm just proud of you guys as my friends and, and also as a part of this community. So it's, it really is an awesome thing. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I, I really do. And uh, you know, I'm I'm glad that we could that I could do this interview with you. You know, um, I'm oh, yeah, really man. stoked on on the singer syndrome, and I think it's <laughs> a really cool, unique thing that you've got going. So, thank you, man. Well, I hope it's recorded. If if uh, if it sounds like total crap, then uh, whatever. We'll I've I've failed. We could do it again. Or <laughs> no, I don't. I, there was this is good. No, I. Um, <laughs> but anyone anyone listening, when it sounds like total garbage, it's my fault, not Jake's. <laughs> All right, man. Th- hey, thank you very much. Uh, kill it tonight in Atlanta, and I'm yeah, sure I'll man. see you around. And have have a great holiday. And uh, and tell your bandmates I said hello. All right, we'll do, brother. Take care. All right, Jake. Bye now. Bye. Growing up doesn't mean you need to outgrow heavy metal. And now for discerning metalheads everywhere, there's a podcast just for you. Metal Brainiac is the smartest half hour in heavy metal. There's no beer or bro talk, and we leave Satan at the door as we dive into serious conversations with top metal artists. We dig into the creative process and explore the challenges of expression when people can't make out the lyrics. I'm Matt Pikin, the host of Metal Brainiac, and you can find us every week on iTunes and wherever you find your favorite podcasts and also at MetalBrainiac.com. It's summer. It's hot outside. I know a lot of us are enjoying the weather out in the backyard or on a patio. And personally, I love to grab a refreshing Miller High Life. Miller High Life is unpretentious, high quality, and is there to celebrate the wins of every day, big or small, whether it's a promotion at work, Finishing off some tasks around the house, or even just finding all your socks in the dryer. It's within everyone's reach and was founded on that principle back in 1903 that everyone should enjoy the good life. It's still brewed the same way with refreshing champagne-like tiny bubbles, either in an iconic glass bottle or for this summer in limited edition champagne cans. It brings pride to those simple summer moments that don't have to be big to call for celebration. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, a quality beer within everyone's reach. Celebrate responsibly, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit and then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with Raycons. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash LSS. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash LSS for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash LSS. Hello. Welcome to Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm here with my very good friend, Jake. Yeah. Lures. Hi. Of August Burns Red. How is the Warped Tour treating you as of so far? Uh, it's going pretty good. The... 
the 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 dates have been a lot of fun obviously like the crowds have been really good um and then i've really made a lot of new friends on this tour which is cool yeah um i've been hanging out with the band citizen a lot yeah great band yeah great musicians and really really just down to earth dudes and they just love to work out so we work out like yeah every day i see together. You're, you're getting you're getting pretty jacked dude yeah I'm, well i'm working yeah. man it's fun it's it's a it's a it's, good time and and uh it keeps me you know feeling positive uh, throughout the day you know what i mean yeah well it's interesting you know i i've known you a long time it's our second warp tour together and i feel like this tour i'm seeing you around a lot more mm-hmm. you're kind of always walking around you're always like mingling a little more kind of like you got a, like a smile on your face all the time whereas maybe two years ago and maybe previously like it wasn't so much the case i don't know i don't know what it is do you feel yeah. like do you feel better this this go around for some reason yeah definitely yeah. uh you know i've really just kind of taken life in a different direction just like the way that i perceive it and the way that i want to live my life you know um i think in the past there was times where um, i was very like performance based type of person for me, it's, it was uh, very like my faith, like uh, kind of like if I didn't do this or if I didn't do this for this person, then they wouldn't love me or God wouldn't love me or I wouldn't be worth like enough. You know what I mean? So I was constantly trying to battle um, what and I'm a people pleaser. So yeah. it's like I would always like try to do whatever I could for everybody else. But then it kind of got to the point where I was just dragging myself through the mud to try to, you know, you know, do everything that everybody wanted me to do and uh and so you know some things happened and and i just kind of uh came to this understanding of like hey you know like uh this is my life as well and i don't have to try to do all these things for people and i should learn to say no and have boundaries uh for you know what i'm willing to accept in my life what i'm not willing to accept in my life and then um and then i just got on on another level with with god where i wasn't so religious and performance-based but just, uh, you know, understanding, you know, grace and his love and things like that. And so it really just, you know, because for me is like when I couldn't fix something or something was troubling me and I couldn't control it, I'd get really upset about it. You know what I mean? And it would yeah. kind of consume me. So now I don't let that happen anymore. I kind of give it to God and then I kind of um, go, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, it's an issue, but uh, we'll get there when we get there or you know, I'm going to take my time with this and I'm not going to let that be the thing that I focus on in my day, you know? Right. So, um, you know, giving a lot of those things to God and then, uh, for me just seeing that, um, I am a good person and, and, you know, if you don't like me, you know, tough shit, you know what I mean? Like, um, go, go on with your day, but I'm going to continue to be me, the best me that I can be. And having that mentality, waking up every day going you know this is the day that i have i don't have yesterday i don't have i'm yeah. not guaranteed tomorrow so like absolutely i want to make today the best day of my life right and literally that's been my slogan like that's funny because that is tour. actually my slogan <laughs> and it's a thing people it is a when, thing. I, when we're, i'm in signing lines and stuff people are like yeah. how are you doing and sometimes i'll just say you know what best day of my life yeah and they're like why and i go why not right yeah and it's like to me that's a very positive way to live and that's interesting that You've come, you, we've somehow come to the same conclusion with that. Yeah, that's but I mean, great. right away. I mean, it's it's you're, it's interesting because I know you know anyone that knows anything about you mm-hmm. uh, knows that religion, Christianity, God yeah. is a big part of your life. Yeah, a huge part of your life. Yeah. But what I always think is interesting is when I read things you write and we talk and stuff. It's like you don't come off as this stereotypical like Christian guy. Uh-huh. Like you're just like if you don't like me, tough shit. That doesn't really sound like the kind of thing you'd say you know <laughs> a church goer would say do you know what i mean yeah and, and, and i'm interested in that a little bit because um i know i know you're from the south yeah right so mm-hmm. I, I i know you've you must have grown up with christianity and stuff being present around you mm-hmm. but from what i understand you didn't actually grow up in a christian family or you didn't go to church yeah. or tell me about that that's interesting no um yeah i wasn't raised a christian not, neither of my parents uh, we're Christian. My sister, you know, no one in my family was Christian. And, um, and I wasn't really fond of church either. I felt like a lot of times when I walked into a church, I'd, I'd feel judged. And that's not one specific church. That was like a multitude of churches that I had gone to, uh, throughout my life at that point. Yeah. But then I just got to a point where, uh, life wasn't making sense. I didn't understand my purpose. Um, 
you know, I was struggling with a lot with um, depression and all the, all these things that were in my past, you know, that, that had happened to me or, um, and so I just kind of, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, Jesus, if you're real, you know, um, let's cut, let's cut the, the crap here, like show yourself to me, you know what I mean? Um, and he did. So I was, you know, he did. How yeah. did he, how did, how, how exactly did that happen? Yeah. I mean, like, like, you I know, mean, it's, it's, it's really hard to explain because, and trust me, I've tried to explain it multiple, multiple times. Um, you know, it's not like the clouds opened and, you know, God, all of a sudden I saw God and he spoke to me. You know what I mean? Like it was a, this crazy, just like, I don't know, this crazy feeling that just hit me right then. Um, and I started crying and smiling and like, just, uh, you know, it's like, you don't know how, I didn't know how to react to it really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to respond, but I, I, I just, I knew that, um, that things were going to be different. And, 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 you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't know how to pray. I, I'd never. That's right. That, that, that's the interesting thing to me is like, yeah. cause I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not yeah, yeah. a religious person at all. Right. And I try to be a good person and yeah, I have yeah. my own set of beliefs and stuff, but I don't have like, I've never been spoken to. There's never been a higher being mm-hmm. other than just what is in my own head, you know? Right. So that's the, that's the thing that's like crazy to me about it is like mm-hmm. so you grew up you weren't religious your parents weren't weren't religious you weren't part of a church but then all of a sudden something hit you to where you decided i need to like read the bible right like had you read the bible before do you know what i mean like <laughs> right isn't that am i like i used to be um i used to be agnostic and i would try to i would try to get christians in the corner you know because i would try to oh i'm not trying to do that to you no 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 i know you're not i'm saying yeah. i'm saying I, I i literally went from the complete opposite yeah but that's that's what's so interesting to me is how how do you all of a sudden you, yeah Jesus like basically you're like show me yourself and yeah. he does yeah and then you like how did you find out what to do did you well like did you just Google it like <laughs> Google well, what do you, I read when what you do meet I look Jesus up? Google uh, step one <laughs> it, literally it was like because I wanted a relationship you know I didn't want to be a part of an organization or a religion I didn't want to think that I had to go to church on Sundays just to be a Christian. I think that's a load of crap. I think if you're going to call yourself a Christian and, and, and then, then you need to have a relationship there. You know what I mean? There should be a relationship there. If there's not, you're just believing in a religion. You're not believing in a God. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, so I was, I was praying and, and that looks a lot like talking to him whenever it, you know, I don't have to sit and, you know, repeat any kind of, you know, personal prayer. It's like, it's like, Hey, you know, uh, you're my dad, you know what I mean? You're my, you're my father, you're my creator. So I'm going to talk to you and we're just going to start f- right here because I don't know anything about Jesus. I don't know anything about, you know, I don't know anything, but what just happened is real. So I'm going to go right. off of that. I The first Bible I ever got, which I got really poor education when I was a kid um, in elementary school, I, I, I had some real um, rough schooling. And, uh, you know, so then and I was just bad at school, to be honest with you. I, I hated it, but um, on top of that. But so the first Bible I got was the King James Version Bible. I don't know if you've ever read King James, like the version, the translation. As it's, a very young child, uh, yeah. Yeah, bit, right. It's all like thighs. Yes. And, and you're just, you know, you, you can't understand a thing. I, I couldn't understand it at all, you know. So I'm like, right. all right, you know, like, God, I'm, I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to, you know, have this relationship with you and hope that you steer me in the right direction, you know? And then several months down the road, I ended up, um, hooking up with August Burns Red, you know? Right. And, um, and I told them, I said, we were, I was doing tryouts for them. And I said, look, I would love to be in this band. I'd love to tour with you guys. The one thing is, is that I don't know who Jesus is. You know, I don't really know anything about Jesus. So, so I really would love for you guys, you know, to, to teach me more about Jesus, you know? And, uh, Matt, my drummer stepped mm-hmm. in on, in, in that role. And so we would talk a lot about, you know, about the Christian faith and, and who Jesus really was. And then, and as I'm, you know, living and walking with God and then learning more about Jesus, um, it really kind of catapulted me to even want to know more, you know, okay. um, for, for who, like, because, you know, um, you're, you, you, I'm sitting here being like, Jesus, I want you to be in my life. And, um, and now he's in my life, but it's like, okay, now I want to follow you, but how am I supposed to follow someone that I don't 
Of course. I well, don't really. That's, and that's that is so interesting to me that that like I mean, how old were you? You were in your twenties at this point, right? Yeah, I was. I you was were, uh, twenty years old when I. So you lived. I mean, you lived your, your pretty much your whole life up to that point, w- without you know without that faith. What is fascinating to me is like, yeah, you say you found this and all of a sudden you found your band and here you are yeah. and you're successful and now you're spreading the word with your foundation, which we'll talk about later and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all so good. Um, but, you know, obviously before you joined um, August Burns Red and, and you were a musician, you were a singer in mm-hmm. other bands and some other projects. How did that how did that come to you? How old were you when you decided, yeah, I want to be in a band or I want to be my like, first what's your musical background? Yeah, well. I used to um, gamble my CDs with my sister when we were younger, uh-huh. and uh, I remember the day she just never wanted to talk to me for the rest of her life was when I got her Offspring uh, record, <laughs> her Nirvana album, and a Beastie Boys record, and her Tupac album. And I literally just sat in my room and blurred those records as loud as I possibly could next to her room. <laughs> just to kind of shove it in her face. I mean, music has always been a, um, a, a pretty big part of my life. My mom, uh, you know, she used to perform like off, off Broadway. Oh, yeah. Um, so she's a singer. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And then my dad, he's an actor and also did a lot of like drama and theater. Um, and then, you know, my sister introduced me to, you know, a lot of that uh, music, you know, the Offspring, Nirvana, mm-hmm. um, and Tupac and... and and so then I kind of got inspired when I, I remember listening to Strike Anywhere. Oh, one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And they actually came through Columbia, South Carolina. And I think I was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Were was, we there? I don't know. <laughs> what year was this? We toured with, um, with Strike Anywhere. It would have been 2004. That very well could have been. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah the, the, the tour, I think we went. Yeah, we did come through. And I see this singer, and he's just going insane, absolutely out of his mind. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is the that is the coolest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. There's so much energy. This dude's pouring out his all of his emotions and feelings. Yeah. And then I meet him, you know, and <clears throat> I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm like 16, I think, you know, 16 or 17. I'm just like, that was the coolest thing ever. I was like, you know, I, I don't have anything to sign, but, you know, um, Will you sign my arm, you know? And he signs my arm, and then he hands me the Sharpie, and he pulls out his arm, and he goes, sign my arm now. And it just blew my mind. And Interesting. I, yeah. I, I do that with my fans now because it was, like, how much it meant to me for, like, this dude to, like, you know what I mean, kind of put himself on my level. Yeah. You know? And um, so when, I, when, when that happened, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do with my life. And... I started, you know, pop punk bands, some cool. punk rock bands, and then, yeah, I think my last, I had, I had about five bands that I had started. Yep. And um, and right away it was like, you wanted to be the singer of the band. Yes. So you, you are you a, you play guitar or any instruments at all? Um, I like I played bass for a little while, yep. and then um, I like to play acoustic guitar. I'm not very good at it, mm-hmm. but I I like to learn, and then I'd also like to um, sing a little more. Not not for ABR, but just for my own. Yeah. Just yeah, for me. yeah. That's interesting. You know that you you talk about how what drew you into being a lead singer was just the energy of it, and like Thomas from Strike Anywhere is he he really does pour his heart out. Like I remember talking to the producer that did um did one of their records or I get most of their records, mm-hmm. and he would say like with with Thomas we there's no punch-ins. We don't stop the tape. Right. We start the song. The like two and a half, three minute, whatever the song is, yeah. he does it all. Yeah. And like by the end of it, he's in like tears. Like he, that's how much music means to him. Yeah. So that is what inspired you yeah. to be a singer, which is really, really a cool, a cool, uh, a cool start. So I guess like he's kind of a screamer and I would say, you know, you're a screamer. Yeah. Right? So yeah. was that, you said you're in pop punk bands too. So yeah. y- your background was singing and then you kind of found your voice with with more of being a screamer is that kind of yeah the your history the the thing that got me like turned me on to screaming necessarily like um was hope's fall no wings to speak of yeah that record. Great album um and then well a great ep but yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i mean everybody looks at it as a you know i mean it was to me it was their mm-hmm. their it was their, their breakthrough for yeah sure. right and um and then Norma Jean, Josh Scoggin from uh, with uh, Bless the Martyr, Kiss yep. the Child, like um, that dude was a huge inspiration to me. And it's funny because he's on this tour and we hang out all the time. So it's really cool to just be like, 
I mean, when we laugh, dude, we don't stop laughing. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, you throw two of us in that in a room by ourselves, we're fine for like hours on end. Yep. Um, but then you know you you sit there and you go, man, like this is crazy, but like you're the reason. You're one of the big reasons why I started. You know, doing what I'm doing. You know, um, and and at first the screaming wasn't uh, attractive to me. I didn't. I wasn't attracted to it. I thought it was noise, and I thought it was just like kind of like an elitist thing to do like oh look at these guys like trying to be different and cool you know mm-hmm. yeah uh but then it really sunk in uh that it was a way to really express um even a, another deeper way of uh, expressing emotion you know what yeah. i mean so then i just was like okay i got to learn how to do this um and i just taught myself how to scream cool yeah when i talk to you about singing and stuff right away you kind of are like you know, singing, but not with ABR. Like, like <laughs> yeah. fans, don't worry. Yeah, right. Because um, right. it isn't. It is a bit interesting too to me that like ABR doesn't have any singing really. I mean, you right. have that new song right. with Jeremy from Day to Remember, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you're. I'd say one of the few real popular, uh, you know, metal core metal bands, whatever that mm-hmm. that really don't have any clean singing at all. Right. Um, is that a choice you made early on? Is that a choice? you've kind of made as you've gone or as a band or as a singer or yeah or is it just that you're not as confident or what is it i'm just no i know that i can sing i mean um we d- there's like pitch screams in mm-hmm. in the in the record um and so there there actually is like you know singing in the back of that that i've done and it's kind of just tucked in the back just to kind of make that pitch scream a little fuller yeah um, and I'm actually off only by like, if I'm off, I'm only off by a couple cents. Like I actually have a, a really good singing voice. That's what my producer told me. Um, and I would love to do it, but I just think, you know, that's something that we've definitely discussed in the, in the past of like, Hey, look, that's not anything we're ever going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we discussed it, it was because everybody else was doing it. Right. You know, and we're not like our, our slogan, ABR slogan is, um, we we're gonna lead the genre, not follow it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So um, the trends that come, well, we know that they'll come, and then we know that they'll go. Yep. Um, we don't want to. We don't want anything to do with that. You know? I absolutely get it. I mean, I feel the same way with my band. Yeah. So you know, yeah. we, we we both our bands. We've been around a long time now. We've seen multiple trends come and go, and we're yeah. still here. So right. And it's, that's, it's a good approach. Right. Yep. It's a good approach. Um. Okay, so how 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 do you? I mean, how do you do it? Like screaming your head off day in day out. I mean, you guys don't take a lot of breaks from the road. Do you have any ever have issues with your voice losing it? You know, I do when I don't get enough sleep. You That's know? the thing for That's, you. Sleep. Sleep is definitely what I need. And if I don't get enough sleep, man, yeah, I'm 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 gonna be struggling for sure yeah. a little bit here and there. I mean, it takes a lot of energy, and our band. You know, what we like to do is we like to just go in there and just, you know, just, like, explode. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... Our breaks aren't very long, you know? Like, uh, and we actually choose not to have breaks. And we'll pick a song that has, like, maybe, you know, a 15, 20-second intro or uh, that time. And that's considered my break. Yeah. So I can go get water. You know what I mean? Um, Because they understand, like, hey, Jake, you know, Jake's screaming. You know what I mean? Um, like our last headliner, the Frozen Flame tour, uh, we played 16 songs and there wasn't a break until the seventh song. Yeah. I had no break between any of those songs. So, you know, we try to fit, you know, like Mariana's Trench that has a little intro, mm-hmm. like as the third song for me to get water. Yep. But it's it's pretty much, you know, we're just going. Go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wonder, have you ever had, um, you've never had any issues though? You've never had to, like, you never went to the doctor or anything like that. Uh, a few years back, I I was uh, I was spitting up blood a, a few times. Oof. Yeah, like in the shower. Yeah, I cough up blood and and um, I didn't go to the hospital for it. I just I just tried to take it easy because it it didn't seem like it was severe. You know, it wasn't like I was just coughing up blood. But there's a little pink in in my okay. in my mucus. You know what I mean? And so I'm just like, <laughs> oh boy, like <laughs> like you know that's next level I, obviously i do a lot of my fair share of screaming too mm-hmm. but for me i have do have breaks where we do oh it's an entire song of singing which is a little less crazy mm-hmm. so i just kind of wonder from a guy that's you know you guys are going up there you're playing you know 
75 to 90 minute sets regularly right six days a week or more right there was a stretch of what do we do like 13 in a row on this tour or something like that yeah yeah um 12 in a row whatever it was and and, you know i just kind of wonder how that holds up and you ever are you ever scared like you no. go to the doctor and the doctor's going to be like, no. no singing, no screaming for you anymore. You're done. No, no. I <laughs> I mean, that again, like that was a few years, years back. And I've really been able to, you know, find that really good spot for me as far as balance. Yeah. Not pushing my vocals too much. Kind of knowing my capacity, you know, knowing sure. my range and knowing what I can and can't do. And I've been doing it for, you know, a really long time. So it's, I, I, I'm good. I think if... I think if there were to be issues, there would have already been some some issues. You know what I mean? I totally know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, I, I feel been doing pretty it comfortable. This long and right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see anything, uh, you know, coming up. Do you ever feel oh, any disconnect from your other band members because you're kind of the guy just kind of screaming, jumping around, kind of acting like a bit of a maniac, mm-hmm. and then you have somebody like JB who's doing like this, you know. He's got to stand there completely still, so he plays this very intricate part. Right, or right. Matt, who is just like this, I mean, he is like a drum, you know, god. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you have this, these, these guys in your band that are just, like, super proficient musicians. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like they kind of look at what you do and go, oh, well, he's just running around screaming, whatever. We have a tough job. No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, because, you know... I mean, my guys know how much effort and time I have put into the vocals, you know, and the patterns and really being able to, you know, be a musician as well. You know, I'm not just some guy that's like, you know, running around screaming. And the other the other part about that is that I'm also an entertainer. You know, I'm 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 the face of the band. I'm the I'm the front man of of this band. So um, I think they actually probably appreciate the fact that I can pull off, you know, screaming what i can scream while being as crazy as i am you know um i try to pour out as much energy as i have that i have and be as uh um persistent and 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 tight with them you know what i mean um and then and then as long as 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 far as like the vibes on stage they're actually really really good i mean you know matt and i like to we uh I call it flirting. We, we like to <laughs> we like to flirt. Like sometimes I'll I'll get on his um, kick, you know, and I'll look at him and I'll just like whisper "I love you" or or I'll grab his sim, you know, I, I grab yeah, his symbols. Yeah. Um, or sometimes, you know, I'm I'm so excited uh, that I'll turn and I'll run to Matt and I'll just start screaming at him and like like come on, baby, let's go. You know what I mean? Like getting like get him in there. You know what I mean? Um, and I know that it pumps him up. It pumps me up. Sure. Um, and then the rest of the guys are just like goofballs on, on, on stage. Like they're yeah. always like laughing at each other, winking, you know. So, you know, the, the chemistry on stage is really, really good. And um, as a whole, we all feel very comfortable. Again, we've been doing it for so long. We kind of even know where we're going to be, you know, going from sta- side stage to, you know, what side. And Yeah, you know, right. You um, got your. And I'm swinging my microphone everywhere. So I'm surprised that after 10 years, I've, I've maybe hit somebody once you know what i mean yeah <laughs> i'm so thankful because that thing's going dude like you know what i mean that that microphone oh, yeah. is just you know i don't know maybe 20 miles per hour I'm not i'm exaggerating i don't know but, the speed i i but it's I would, probably something like that but and, somebody and, just getting clocked in the head i would oh, yeah. feel awful <laughs> and a lot of a lot of people they see a band they don't realize like microphone's got some weight to it man yeah, it's dude. not like uh it's not no, like a plastic radio shack mic you know mm-hmm. you're uh you're using so right yeah, I saw one time um, I was at a show where uh, the singer for Taking Back Sunday, and you know, you you do this swing, you know, usually like the uh, uh, how do I describe this? We're on audio. Yeah, you swing it like a <laughs> like a you know around like like from from your feet to above your head, feet yep. to above your head. Well, he was swinging it like over his head, almost like a lasso. Oh no! Oh and, no! And that's like swinging right at head level, and I saw it clocked the bass player right in the head. Oh. And he was out. He was out for the count. Was he really? But you know what's funny is that they didn't stop. <laughs> they kept playing. But you know why they didn't stop? Because the, the day before the kick, the, it was a festival, two-day festival. And the day before, yeah. the drummer had broken his kick pedal in the middle of the show. Yeah. And they stopped. Yeah. And they, they had a big blow, band blow up after oh, no. saying, we never stop. No matter we never, what, we never stop. <laughs> so the, the next day, Mike, Mike, uh, microphone oh. in the face. And uh, didn't stop. they couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, hilarious. Yeah, and they even made shirts. I think uh, after that, with like 
Maybe you saw it's like a microphone, like yeah. cord tangled around, like it looks like a, a, a around someone's neck. Yeah, and then there's blood hanging off the I've microphone. I've seen that. That was that's actually a really popular from. design. Yeah. That's, that's cool. what that's inspired from. That's hilarious. So yeah, so yeah, be careful, dude. Don't do yeah. the lasso over the no, head. No, I've wanted to. I never will. No, yeah, not not now. I've mm-hmm. warned you. <laughs> cool, man. Well, hey, I want to talk about um, heart support, which yeah. seems like it is taking up a lot of your time now. It's really, really mm-hmm. taken over a big part of your life, right? And uh, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this kind of have a general idea about what it is, right? Uh, so I don't want to get too into depth of what it what it is but maybe you know for the people that don't know yeah maybe just just the yep the summary of what what exactly you're doing with it sure so heartsupport.com is what it's called and it's an online community uh for kids to talk openly or anonymously about their struggles of addictions family issues spiritual problems um you know and it's so really to cover all grounds of things that you know are really hard for people to open up and talk about and so they can come here to heart support and everyone is encouraging. doesn't matter what color your skin is, uh, who you're in love with, what you believe in, what you've done or what's been done to you. You know, we just really want to encourage you uh, for where, where you're at in life and try to help you move forward in, uh, uh, in a process of uh, finding healing. That's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it gives a place for kids to talk about these kinds of issues that they feel like maybe they would be judged for. Uh, from their friends or their family members. And um, and then we do interviews with, with bands, you know, a lot of bands in our genre right? Um, who talk openly about, you know, their struggles or what they've gone through and their message of hope. So so how has this, this has been obviously very rewarding for you, mm-hmm. helping all these kids with, with different problems. Is yeah. That, like, like, is that something that you, how do you feel about that? Is that something that, that drives you? you know, like I remember at the beginning of our conversation, uh, you kind of came right out with like, feel like a better person you feel like confident you feel mm-hmm. like you know do you feel like like hard support is, has helping other people has helped you personally as well yeah i mean i think i think it has in uh in a certain way you know um it's probably made me really thankful more than anything because a lot of these kids are dealing with a lot more than you would think you know what i mean it's not just like a you know, hey, you know, I partied too hard last night and I made out with this girl and now I feel weird about it or whatever. It's like, it's like, you know, I was raped or, you know, yeah. my dad molested me or, you know, I'm a, I'm cutting because, you know, uh, this, this was true. Uh, this one girl was cutting because she, her, her dad had sex trafficked her, you know? Yeah. Um, and so yeah. like, we're getting like yeah. some really serious stuff and we, we, we take it seriously, but we want to we really want to help these kids because, you know, they need to know that they're, that they have worth, you know, and purpose. And I think, um, what's funny is that, um, you know, when God saw me, you know what I mean? And I, and I was like, Jesus, are you real? I want you to have my heart. Like he accepted me for who I was. He, you know, didn't matter the color of my skin, what I believed in, what had, what I had done or what had been done to me. So I'm really trying to convey that same love and grace and, um, and understanding, you know, in this community, uh, for these kids, because that's what they need. They need to know that it's okay, that that they're loved, and that they have purpose. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's 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 given to me, but um, I just enjoy giving back to this scene and trying to create a movement of love and unity. Absolutely. Rather than I think the scene needs it. Yeah. Rather than some other things that are being you know um, pushed pushed out here. Absolutely. I know when you were going through a very dark time before. Oxburn's Red in your life mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of I'm curious about how that was like, how was living like that because um, I know you went through some some dark times early yeah. in your life yeah I mean to be honest man like I, I kind of got dealt a, a pretty rough hand of cards my parents got a divorce it was it, you know that that was really really hard for my sister and I and then how old are you when that happened um man I'm trying to remember it was <laughs> kind of felt like it happened forever <laughs> like uh maybe around six and yeah. then it kind of dragged out and dragged out and you know i had i had step parents which was really a challenge for me um lived in in really low you know poor housing and yeah. got some poor schooling uh one of my close family members became a heroin addict um and almost od'd um you know and 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 uh, i was molested multiple times when i was a kid um, and so like, you know, there's a lot of that type of stuff where it's like, you know, 
all at once kind of thing or it felt like it all happened at once um you know you kind of just are like well what you know who's here to who's here to love me who's here to protect me uh you know i kind of just feel like i got thrown out on the streets in a sense right um you know very young you know what i mean trying to have to figure out how to how to live life and of course you know I, so my dad wasn't really there f- for much of my uh you know teenage years so i would always try to find you know these guys around me and go well what's a man look like you know what i mean like yeah. show me what a what a man looks like and did that, you know you were doing that or at the time or was that kind of like now you look back no, and you were looking yeah. for some kind of a father figure, figure or yeah. some kind of a, a male influence? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it when I was doing it, yeah. you know, but I, I, I see it now. And, um, you know, that led me in different paths. I mean, these guys were telling me different things, you know, um, different ways of living. And the funny thing is, well, it's not funny, but it's, you know, it drove me it drove me just in the ground of drinking a lot, sleeping around with a bunch of girls and, uh, you know, just really kind of falling into like a little bit of a depression, you know? Yeah. And that's when I met God. And then, you know, so then I'm like, well, I leave, I leave this entire world that I know, you know, South Carolina, I go on the road with guys I don't know at all. You know, I don't know Matt. You're talking about JBR, ABR. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, but I've got, and I've got God. So, so f- literally for five to six to seven years um i was building friendships with my band but i was really relying on god to be my dad you know and yeah. show me what i'm you know and I, I feel like that's what god did he said you know i'm gonna show you what a man looks like you know what i mean so just follow me and i'll and i'll show you how so, to love so it was really like like a f- like a f- switch got flicked yeah all of a sudden like you went from i don't know what's going on I'm, you know, I'm doing drugs. I've got, like, obviously, if you were molested, it's just a horrible thing to go through. Right. Like, obviously, that must still be in the back of your mind. Not anymore. Not anymore, but, but, at, but that at, time, at that time, it was, for it sure. It probably was a big reason why you were, you know, doing Messing the around, things you were doing. Yeah, getting screwed up. So, all of a sudden, there's been this, like, flick of a switch. I mean, that must have been... It, was that overwhelming? I can't even imagine all of a sudden just feeling this... Yeah. You know, they say, like, the glory of God or, you know, yeah. that's, like, a crazy thing. And I, I like... I mean, I'm I'm just so happy for you that that, yeah. that 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 happened. Yeah, well, and that was able to put you where you are. Yeah, d- I try to explain it, um, and again, like I said, it's really hard. But I just I'm just crying, I'm smiling, I'm laughing, and I'm realizing that I'm not alone. You know, I'm realizing that, yeah, maybe I've had all these people abandon me in certain ways, or I've had, you know, all of these things happen in my life, things that I chose to do that might have hurt other people. Yeah. Um, which I went back and made amends with those people, um, funny enough. But, like, you know, um, now with God, I'm not alone. I don't, I, I don't, I'm never, I'm never alone, you know? So I've really entrusted in Him to, to really, um, lead me. And, you know, I'm oftentimes reminded of that day that I was like, you know, I would rather kill myself than live like this and have to deal with all of these issues. Um, so if you're not real God, like that's cool, not a problem, then I'm not gonna, then, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and pull the, pull the plug on this one. You know what I mean? And then he showed up. So had I done that, had I not, um, felt this and gotten that experience and I feel it was, uh, you know, the Lord, um, taking me and and saying, okay, I'm going to lead you now. I wouldn't be in this band. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have started heart support. Um, I wouldn't have been able to touch the lives that I've touched. I wouldn't have been able to experience it, all the great things that I've experienced and live the life that I'm living. You know what I mean? I absolutely uh, know what you mean. So, you know, I, oftentimes I look back at that and I go, man, like, thank you. You know, thank you. Like, because this wouldn't have happened had, had I not had that interaction, had I not had that yeah. day where I was like, hey, let's cut the bullshit. Like, if you're right. real, come, you know, show me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, so, it's crazy. Um, wow. I mean, so I guess every day, I mean, every day you live, obviously God is a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into some of like the lyrics you write. Okay. Cause I, I love the lyrics you write. Yeah. Um, and I always find it interesting because as a non-Christian, I yeah. guess you could say, I can find a lot of inspiration and stuff in your lyrics. And I'm always curious, are your lyrics about God or are they sometimes about God or are they just sort of about your own just your own personal experiences because you know some of the lyrics especially from the new record mm-hmm. they they almost seem more like they almost don't seem like they're about god as right. much right you know like i almost i almost i'm trying to f- 
Like I know Jake, he's my, you know, right. he's a religious guy. He's posting about this and, right. and he's has his foundation. Right. But I read the lyrics and I don't get I don't get that. So yeah. I'm kind of curious what on the latest record at least, right. kind of what your inspiration was. Yeah. Um well, you know, th- that's funny because there are multitude of uh lyricists for the band. Like Brent will write some oh, lyrics. Oh really? I I'll thought write it was all you. And Matt, yeah. But um all the lyrics have to go by me f- if if we're going to you know, put them on the record. Well, yeah. I won't scream something I don't believe. Of course, you know. Sure. Um, but I and I'm more than happy and willing to um, explain any of the lyrics to you. Yeah. And how I, my take is on them. Um, but on this record, I think really a lot of the material is based on um, experiences or just views of the world where things are just not okay. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, that's just not okay, and. I don't care if you're, you know, um, if you're not happy that we're saying this, but like, that's how we feel and that's who we are. And, um, you know, and we see this as a problem, you know, I mean, even like the, the wake is like about, you know, eco being eco-friendly, you know, oh, okay. and how it's, uh, you know, Brent wrote that and he's like, Hey, look, I don't think it's cool that, you know, we're, everybody's just chucking trash everywhere and not really caring about the earth and, and, because we have, you know, and obviously this makes very good sense to him because he has a, he's, he's got a little baby boy, you know? Right. So he's thinking he about his about son's future. future yeah. And he's like, hey, you know, we really need to make sure that we're taking care of this uh, place that we have. You know what I mean? And, and not ruining it for, for, for the future generations. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, again, like I may not have written, but I... I can relate or understand. Right. Um, yeah. Back. Um, I can't think of all the song titles I should have made notes about no, them all. But, but no, I just, over, overall, I was wondering, I mean, the one song, um, Separating the Seas, I thought was interesting because that seems like almost like you're talking about, I mean, almost like it sounds like you're talking about other bands or something. I almost got like your, it's kind of like this, uh, I don't know. I, do you care to yeah. explain that song? Because that, uh-huh. that was a very interesting <laughs> one to me. <laughs> yeah, we are talking about other bands, actually. Um, you know, it's just, I think let's let's get away from bands and let's just talk about ego, you know, um, just having this pride people in bands ego. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, just thinking you're the, you know, the hottest thing and um, no offense. But like if you're in our genre of music, you're not famous. You're not a celebrity. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. not Brad Pitt. You're not Angelina Jolie. You didn't create, you know, you didn't land on the moon. You didn't, you know, you're not creating something that's new. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so like, let's cut you down a little bit. You know, can, can we find some, can, can, can we find some humility here? Right. And, and the fact that kids even look up to you, I think is, is something you should be thankful for. And, and then when you're standing beside other bands, you know, of your caliber, or maybe even a little bit above you, I don't think it's really your place to just talk trash on them, you know, or say that you're, or walk around like you're, like you're hot stuff. You know what I mean? I do know. Um, yeah. And I think that really bothers a, a lot of us, to be honest. Yeah. So, okay, cool. That's, I like, I like the explanation of that song. I don't know. I just, just I kind of wanted to toy yeah. around with you. Yeah. I was, I was, part of me was like hoping you'd throw someone under the bus. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I, <laughs> I really want to, but I can't, yeah. I can't. And you know what? Um, for me to throw someone under the bus, it would be me doing the exact same thing that I wrote the lyric about. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely for me to be like, Hey, like that dude's a piece of junk. It's that's like, right. well, I mean, I don't like to fight so- fire with fire, you know? That's right. Well, there was a song I wrote that was very similar to that. Mm-hmm. We wrote uh, back uh, on our Rescue record just four years ago. We wrote it. And, yeah, it's about a specific band, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. doing things bands shouldn't do. Right. And, uh, yeah, and absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, but I think I think at the same time, yeah, I never spoke out about anyone in an interview. And I think it's, it is the, the way to approach it is to keep it to yourself. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I believe in karma. Mm. And I believe not in just karma based on a higher power. Right. I believe in karma as in, well, people talk. Yeah. You know? Right. And yeah. things get around. Yep. And, and, uh, and that's lips, uh, a big part ships. of it. So there you, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, man. Cool. Well, hey, let's, um, what's, what else is up? Oh, what's up? You guys have, you guys have a new record. Yes. Uh, yeah. found away in far, found, found in faraway places, found in faraway places. Yep. Uh, the record is great. Your highest charting record ever. Yes, yes, you it must is. be very proud of that. I am. I really am. I'm proud. I'm. It blew me away to be honest with you that that uh, that our fans would even go out and buy 
the record. I mean, no one buys records anymore. You know what I mean? Well, no one buys records anymore. And also, you guys were the last, weren't you the last Tuesday release? Like, we're talking yeah. music industry speak now, but, yeah. like, everything got messed up with the days of the week and what was happening. And then well, Apple Music was released, like, the <laughs> same day or something. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty crazy for you guys to be, to, to be doing so well. Um, and, and this is... This is your sixth album, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, this is number so six. So that's, that's it must feel really, really good to yeah. be making not only your most popular music at this point in your career, but also some of the best received yes. by your fans and by critics. That's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a game changer for us, man. Like the just you know, what's all happening right now? I it's like it's kinda hard to explain and, and it's really even hard to all like like take all of this in. But um, there's a lot of people out there that are really supportive of us, and our music is really, you know, hitting a different demographic, and we're just building our fan base, and it's just uh, it's it's the next level for ABR, and you know we just we didn't think that that was going to happen, you know we were just like no. hey you know we're just this is what we do this is what we love doing we're going to continue to do this and then Fearless was like cool we're going to take this and we're just going to you know throw you guys up in the air. And really show people who ABR is, you know, because absolutely. Um, and 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 it's they're very a, capable of that. They're amazing uh, label, social media, and absolutely all that stuff they do is crazy. Yeah, like, absolutely. So we're, I mean, we're making new friends. We're 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 you know we've got some really amazing tours coming up, and uh, and you know we're we're making a lot a lot of new fans. So Dude, I, okay, cool, man. Anything else you want to add? I mean, dude, I think this is awesome that cool. you've got this podcast. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I yeah, so cool. it's. Uh, it's it's cool, you know. I don't really know yet how everything's coming together, and and but this interview was cool. Yeah, man. So thanks a lot. I'd um, love to do another one down the road. If, let's if, do. Yeah, I would love you know. to do to do a part two. Yeah. Um, just to wrap up, I mean, I just want you know, is there anything you want to say to the uh, the listeners about of lead singer syndrome about Jake <laughs> Jake Lures? What's up? Uh, tell them something nice. Tell them something nice. Um, I haven't picked up a piece of equipment in at least seven to eight years. Ah, that's right. <laughs> that's the real good stuff there. That's 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 yeah. how you know you're a lead singer. Yeah. Lead singer, lead screamer. Yeah, I you just to- uh, <laughs> no. Sorry, what? I don't. Yeah. That's not my fucking amp. I'm you not touching what, you that. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? I literally tried not that long ago, and this is when I said, "Okay, you know what? No, I'm just. I need to get out of the way." I grab something, I put it in the trailer, right? I walk out and I turn and I grab something else. And as I turn to put the second item yes. in the trailer, the first item I had put in the trailer is being taken out by my my guitar tech. Put Kevin. it, put it the wrong, the right. wrong one. We're not ready <laughs> not for that even yet. where I should be putting things. And I go, you know what, guys? I'm sorry, I'm trying, but they're like, yeah, dude, you haven't done this forever. Like, just go go grab some tea or something. Like, like <laughs> just get drink some yeah, tea. go drink some tea. Like, get out of the way, you know. And um. And I felt so bad, but uh, I love uh, lead singer syndrome. I think it's hilarious, and like I love to make jokes of, about that as well. So I just love that you're doing this because I know you're gonna find some really good, some good stuff That's along right. the way. Well, I love it. Well, Jake, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Man. All the best. Love you, bud. Love you too. So there's my discussion with Jake from August Burns Red. It was just such a great talk with him. He's just such a great guy. And we're such great friends. And it's really interesting how our beliefs are so different, yet we can connect on so many of the same things in life. It really is truly an awesome thing. And and I'm so excited for their Grammy nomination. And I think they got a chance at winning it. I really think they got a chance. So everybody, make sure you watch on February 15th. Uh, I don't really watch the Grammys, to be honest. I don't remember the last time I watched them. But this year with my friends there, I will absolutely be watching it. Next week on Monday, we will be back. We are not taking any breaks over the holiday. I know a lot of you guys are going to be visiting family. Sometimes, you know, after the long meals, you might get a little bored. So put in the headphones, listen to some old episodes of Lead Singer Syndrome, whatever you got to do, it's all good. Please hit me up again, Syndrome at gmail.com. And uh, have a great holiday, for real. Have a great new year. I guess we'll talk before then, but hey, all the best. This is Shane. Thanks again. Peace and love. I'll leave you with a modern holiday classic. Here is August Prince Red performing their rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> 